Hey, welcome back to the True Pit Podcast with your host, Harvey Lake. I am joined today with my good friend, Matas. How we doing, man? Not bad. How you doing? Yeah, you know, same shit, different day at the minute. <laughs> yeah, not, not got the runner. Uh, no, no, no. I feel shit 24-7, so I wouldn't really know if I... <laughs> If I had it on. Fair enough. The the big sad doesn't discriminate. <laughs> it really doesn't. It really doesn't. How how are you keeping up with that sort of thing in this weird wacky time? It is kind of mad. Um, I mean, you know, obviously, like I imagine a lot of people, uh, I've not been at work because I'm not uh, one of those how you say uh, essential workers. You're not um, important. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nah. Um. Oh well, but uh, man's not mad. So I've just been um. I don't know making making stuff at home really, which I imagine is probably much the same for you know you, yourself and many of our you know musical friends and stuff really. Yeah, I mean, I stopped work on Thursday, so I'm not long been in self isolation and uh, with my job, you know, I, I, I am a key worker, but you know, it got to a point where I was like, I need to be away from this right now. <laughs> so, you know, it's it's what it is, man, and you know, people are put in far more tricky situations than I'm in, so you know, I'm I'm grateful for where I'm at really. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know, we hope that this won't go on very much longer because, you know, businesses and the world and the economy can't just, like, come to a standstill. I'm not saying those things are more important than people's lives. Of course not. But, you know, the, the, historically, the world doesn't just stop. No, no, you're absolutely right, man. You're absolutely right. Um, aside from that, what music you've been jamming, man? Like, what... what... Well, I, I was going to ask you much the same thing, actually, because... Um, because I think in this, um, you know, this whole quarantine thing, you know, if people like me and you certainly have had probably even more time to for, for Spotify and things. So our Spotify oh, yeah. rap 2020 is going to be huge for especially this <coughs> this bit of the year. Oh, yeah. Um, so I, I imagine it's similar for you, but um, I've certainly been filling up my ears with um, the new Trivium. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, no, you spoke, you spoke to me about that. Like... I'm I'm gassed over it, man. Like it's it doesn't sound too dissimilar to the sin, um, the last record. But you know, I'm I'm vibing it. I'm really enjoying it. Well, not exactly that. Like I've been a fan of Trivium since prob probably the Crusade, maybe Ascendancy. Oh wow! Um, so what's that? I just said wow. It's way before me. I got into them uh, when I bought accidentally bought Shogun at HMV. <laughs> Shogun's like when I took it seriously, because um, I mean Shogun is. Incredible, oh, and actually, um, you know the fact that we're even talking about you know Shogun and the sin and the sentence and that sort of stuff does indicate that we're not coming at this thing from like a fifteen, nearly twenty-year-old perspective. Because like, how many people do you know? Do we know? Probably that talk about trivia and Bloodfly Valentine. That's and when, but they're really talking about ascendancy and the poison when these bands who are fantastic in their own right have released many great albums following that i mean i think Truman's best album is shogun and then probably the sin and the sentence uh, and I, the sentence I, I, probably I agree with you wholeheartedly third, man you know? i think you're absolutely right and you know i think uh, i spoke about it with quite a few people now and i think you know people choose to uh, ignore i think bands that are not you know in the scene right now or relevant or whatever but i'm just like depends what you define as relevant but i know for a fact trivium have like a like a fine wine they've matured with age and these past two records so the sin i loved silence in the snow fucking love yep. it 
It was just so, so good. And his vocals in it were just absolutely gorgeous. Um, so those are my two favourite Trivium records. You know, the old stuff I enjoy, but those two are like the bit. And What the Dead Men Say, the new one, I'm, I've got real high hopes for it. I mean, the thing about the thing about every new Trivium release is that they do sort of two, three singles before the album comes out. Um, and I, I normally find myself like not really getting it. Um, oh, yeah. Like with the, with the same sentence, I thought... I couldn't quite find like the hook bit for the for the for the what well, been the first single. I thought Betrayer was a bit dull, and I thought the heart from your hate seemed a bit silly. Um, but then when, like I say, it's probably my second or third favorite Trivium album now because you know when it once it comes out in the context of the album, and I, I mean I saw them actually on on the tour for the album as well. Yeah. Um, the one they did with Venom Prism and Power Trip, and so that was. I think we were ago. at the same show, dude. That was an that was an incredible show, Brixton, right? Yeah, that's the one. That's yeah, the one. It was fucking um, sick. Just so good, and I think that was like the third time I'd seen them. Um, and once I'd heard the album, you know, a lot of times, and kind of seen them do it live, it kind of all came together, and I'm like, of course, this is really good. And with with, the, with this album, I almost called it the catastrophist. Um, it's you know, Alex Bent. Is is the new star of the show? You know, like okay, yeah. fine, my heavy vocals are great, of course, when aren't they? And everybody else is is operating at like, you know, Alice in Chains levels of like competence, you know. And but uh, is it is Alex spent the drama? Is that yeah, is that right? Man. Yeah, no. Ever since he came into the picture, like I mean, with with Sin, he sort of like you know. Usually when the band goes into a studio, they might typically do drums first, and then everything else follows, but. With what the dead men say, because um, I think people were just so a- absolutely blown away by his performance on Sin. Um, what they did is they recorded all the music first um, and then let Alex sort of do his thing last. They recorded drums last on this latest record. And like from listening to the singles that they've released, it's like he's really like done his own thing here. It's like almost a bit of a separation from the song, but I kind of like that. It doesn't sound too solid. Like some of it sounds a bit clumsy, but I kind of really, really like it. But it's he's he's uh, got a, like a creative identity in in the band now. I mean, because I'm 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 drawing a blank. Who was their sort of drummer for most of the time at this point? Um, um, I mean, they they've sort of been lasting uh, albums. Like the last guy was Paul Wontk. Uh, if that's how you pronounce it, and the guy before that, I'd actually spoken with. He was called. Uh, what was his fucking? It's like the one I've met. Like <laughs> I can't remember let's his have, name. Let's have a look. Uh, there was a guy called Nick on Vengeance Falls, and the guy before that who drummed on In Waves. That's the guy I've met. Um, he didn't have very nice things to say about Trivium, but you know, <laughs> you know, um, yeah. the the one who who uh, uh, Travis Smith. Uh, no, guy after, tra- so Travis was the first guy. Nick Augusto? Uh, no, the guy who on In Waves, he's got, he's got a different name. Yeah. Uh, Matt Madero. Hang on, is it Nick? Uh, let me, let me have a look. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, Nick Augusto, yeah, that's the guy I met, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. So I got confused between him and, they've had so many drummers, man, like, it's... Yep. Like, did you see what they did for April Fools? I thought it was really. <laughs> I no, I don't remember what happened. Uh, Trivium posted a picture of just uh, they cropped Alex out of the picture on April <laughs> Fools and just said it's with a heavy heart. We announced that Alex Bent is no uh, longer a part of Trivium. So obviously, <laughs> they're like they've taken it in good humour, but obviously, I think 
for them to do that, we know that Alex will be in the band for a very long time, which is great because he's just fucking incredible, dude. Um, but yeah, aside aside from that, man, like, um, because obviously we got we got a shorter amount of time today. Like, um, yep. Tell the listeners what you do and how you're involved with music, man. All right. Um. So, uh, I, I imagine, unlike many of uh, the guests that you normally have on here, I actually don't play anything, or you know, I can't. Um, Bastards. What's that? Bastard. <laughs> so, sorry. Um, so I, I just uh, I can't play anything by organised people who do. Um, so I've I guess I guess I'm a promoter, but I, I'm aware that, that comes with some uh, you know connotations of like being a bit annoying or perhaps a bit scammy because there are <laughs> you know or it, it can do. I'm not obviously I'm not slating promoters. I am one of them, but um, you know we. That, that's that's what I do. I organise shows. I you know sometimes I do the posters and 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 all that. And I've been doing it probably for about what year are we now? Uh, so probably I mean about four and a half years at this point. And so I've had the you know pleasure of working with a lot of bands. And in fact, my uh, first uh, show that I've done with 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 Harvey here was was, was a mini festival event I did last year. Uh, called Unleash Festival, which is one of the things I'm actually working on um, at the moment for this year. But, you know, the coronavirus has really kind of stopped shows, you know, all over the place, you yeah. know, both both at the local level uh, and at the, um, the internationally, especially internationally as well. So, yes, the so I did a show in August with Harvey here with his band uh, Misery just before I believe uh, you did your show with Cancer Bats, which was insane, man. Yeah, man. I mean, you were at the Cancer Bats one, right? Were you? Yeah, that's yeah, the one. Yeah, yeah. In Oxford, like, it was that was a sweaty show, man. Like the, mm-hmm. the the Unleashed festival that you did, I I really enjoyed it. It was a really weird setting and a really weird set time. Like, oh, God, I must yeah. admit, going going on first was like a bit like, well, what's happening right now? Like, it's still light outside, and we're in like a. Uh, like a giant, glorious town hall that's like wooden and stuff. It was like a theater. It was a theater, wasn't it? it, it, was it well, it's a theater, and the other thing is that um, since then, um, I mean, you're, you're certainly right that the, the the timing was unusual and the setting was unusual. But uh, the, the whole, uh, I mean, basically, we had to change venues because of some uh, kerfuffery that happened along the way. Um, and I had a lot of people, believe me, um, say that they would have loved to have seen you guys a bit later. Um, yeah. which it, which is something certainly I do want to consider. I mean, the thing is that really I would love to put every band on later, you know, um, because um, you know I I, I choose the bands because you know I think they're really good, and because the the people that you know are part of this thing we do, you know, think they're really good as well. And so it's it's not that I wanted to put you guys on first; it's that logically speaking, someone kind kind of has to in the same way that someone has to, you know, go on at a different time. So Yeah man, yeah, yeah. No, I, totally dude. It was it was just a weird one because I think we were doing quite a lot of shows at the time and we re- we just released on the same day we were playing your thing, we'd released our single with Liam from Cancer Bats. So You did, like, yeah. It was like we were trying to manage that, but obviously Tool were cunts and released absolutely everything <laughs> on the same day. <laughs> And, yeah. Uh, oh yeah. By the way, you can swear on this podcast if you if you okay. choose to. Good, um, good, good stuff. <laughs> just dropped a hard, angry C bomb and tool there. Um, yeah, and obviously everyone uh, typically not checking out new music have gone. Oh yeah, this band that I used to listen to fifteen years ago. Oh yeah, that, let me go check that out instead and just completely ignore 
this thing that people have worked really hard on. Um, and so annoying. Yeah, it was like it was it was kind of like a massive punch to the gut because they'd like said the day before it was going on like you can't reschedule shit at that point like. Um, so it was it was a weird day all in all, but we really enjoyed our set. Like there was a lot of room. It was a you know decent stage, really loud sound. It was fucking good fun, man. Like I'm really looking forward to if there is one this year. Um, you know, an Unleash festival, if not attending or maybe possibly playing it, but obviously that's down to you. I mean, I'd, I'd certainly love to have you guys on. And as uh, actually one of my questions that you answered on, I believe the not the previous episode because you released a couple since then. Um, but I'd like to kind of do a misery ruiner thing, but understandably misery on pause at the moment. Uh, so I certainly would like to have ruiner on. In fact, I I did uh, message you. I think maybe late last year, earlier this year, about doing like a sort of you know brand new bands type show so it'd be like you guys seven tongues a couple of others just to see really because you know with with part of the appeal of of misery is is certainly that you know kyle climbs on things oh yeah Um, but (laughs) but but also having seen you guys do your thing because i actually i don't get to go to a lot of gigs because if i'm not organizing them i might be working um so so Seeing, um, so put organizing shows myself is also a way that I can see these bands as well. Um, really? And so I, you know, I got to see, you know, you and Kieran and Charlie, you know, making the space your own. And as I think I probably said to you on the day, it's great to see uh, a bassist in in your specific case uh, not look bored. You know. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. That's that's. I mean, we're never we're we're never bored when we're on. Not stage. close. Yeah. I mean, so, may, maybe maybe on tour at one point I was like, I would rather be a seat right now. <laughs> <laughs> but with the one-off shows, man, like it's. Oh, I miss it so much at the minute. Like, you know, we we had a uh, Ruiner had a Bedford headline show that I've really worked hard on promoting it myself with the people that run the venue and. I was really looking forward to having all these really cool bands on the bill, like really varied heavy music lineup, and like uh, the the Friday before, um, obviously we got put on lockdown, so you know it's just kind of gutting, man, at the minute, and I don't know when the ne- the, the next gig's supposed to be thirtieth of May, but I don't even know if May's going to be a thing. I I would think no, mm. um, to be honest, which is you know which is such a shame because uh, if I remember correctly. You, as Rona, had a few shows coming up. I mean, you, you had a cracking debut show at um, Facetown, oh I believe. God, yeah, it was uh, it was fucking gorgeous, man. That was like the the best I could have asked for, for sure. How did that How did that happen? Because you know, Rona, brand new band. I mean, I've seen you know, likes of our friends and as everything unfolds and such play there, and they've got like. But you know, a, a bit of a following. Not saying you don't, but as a oh no, literally no. a band who've never Com- done a gig before. Completely, you know, completely. I, I totally understand, man. I'm, uh, you know, it's just like we've been legitimately. You know, Ruin's been, been a project for you know a year, but you know, it started off with something completely different, and then it's been a band since you know twenty twenty. Um, so with um, uh, there's a, a guy called Justin Jackson. He's one of the previous podcast guests. Is he uh, the the chap from Tether and Trauma? PR, yeah, right? man. Yeah, yeah. He's the he's the he's the man himself. Like if uh, so, with that, I was just like, mate, can you like? Because we toured toured together in November, so I was just like, I'm looking for gigs, man. Can you help me out with anything? It's just like, do you want to do face down with a uh, gassed up on the metal stage? And I'm like, that is the nice. fucking best 
I could have asked for. Um, unfortunately, strong. gassed up, pulled out, but then that meant Runa got bumped up to the headline on the metal stage. Oh, um, no. At 1.45am, and I was like, dude, I am not even slightly tired. I'm pumped full of adrenaline. I am bricking it it's my first show as a vocalist. Will people enjoy it? Will they not? Um, luckily, by that point, there's probably a good mix of people that are absolutely hammered, having a great time anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you know, with Sickness Forever being out maybe a month before that, um, I was very surprised to see people shouting lyrics back to me, man. It was it was a good time. It was a real good time. Uh, sweaty, hot, tired, but, you know, <laughs> it, it was fucking brilliant, man. I, and I owe that to Justin for giving us that opportunity. I mean, that's fantastic. I don't think... I don't think you could have a better first show in a way, really. No, I, I couldn't like, have asked for a better it's one. It's quite a gamble, but it, it paid off, and so that's only a great thing. Yeah, man. It was it was a good time, man. Like, I'm, I cannot wait to be gigging again, to be honest, you know. Yeah. So, I was I was thinking on... You know, we, we were just there talking about, um, you know, cancellations here and there. Yeah. So, what I thought might be interesting to... to, to to discuss if you if you're up for it is um w- which event that's definitely getting cancelled or has been cancelled bothers you most which <laughs> were you most looking forward to that's now not happening um well i guess i hadn't got tickets for it yet because i was like uh you know i don't have any money um but it was the parkway drive at wembley show i was like <laughs> definitely needs because every band on that bill i was just like all about like hate breed vp and stick to your guns uh, and parkway i was like this is gonna be a good time and you know they were like week two of corona they were like nah sauce guys and i'm kind of gutted for well i didn't have a ticket so i didn't have get had to get refunded or anything but i was more gutted for parkway they are a self-managed band and they work really really hard they've made a fucking film to support this tour or the tour to support the film um to sort of work in tandem and the film sort of come out ish and uh the tour's just been sort of postponed um for a while until november right until november right so but then you know stick to guns can now no longer do it and neither can venom prison and neither can venom prison and that's the people i'm gutted for as well you know venom prison uh one of the, you know, I know you, you're you a massive fan of them too. Oh, like, God, yeah, absolutely. Like, one of the best extreme metal bands going at the minute. Like, they've got so much incorporated into one band. Um, and for them to do a venue like Wembley, it would have been incredible to see, man. It would have, it would have sounded crushing, but, like, it would have been amazing to see. I mean, I'd have been up for, for that crush as well. I mean, like, the, the reason I didn't have tickets for, for that, the Wembley show as well myself is, again, it, it's money and things. And also, like, priorities in that because, um, I mean, this month it was going to be, you know, Creeper and as our friends and as everything unfolds are doing a tour with I like, Cried Wolf and there's Lamb of God with Creator and Power Trip. And, you know, so it's like, where, where, where does the money go uh, on the shows? And then... But but fear not, because back in January, Mind Chemical Romance decided they were going to come back, and that that for me is like that's the the priority. Like I love Venom Prison, but I love Mind Chemical Romance more. Ah, uh, um, yeah, yeah, because they did three shows at Stadium in Milton Keynes, aren't they? Uh, well, it was going to be one, and then it was two, and then it was three, and then <laughs> it's one of the Eden Project. Um, so you know what? So now the the show that that I you know woke up you know like seven in the morning to get tickets for. Yeah, which was going to be the first show on this 
this comeback tour, the one for the ages, the one that would crash websites and indeed did, is now the third show, I think, maybe the second on that tour. And I don't mind it being the second day, but I was well into it being the first day. Yeah. So so there's that. So that's where all that money's gone. Then there's you know there's Green Day uh, with with Fallout Boy and um, uh, the other one Weezer and <laughs> the other one. <laughs> you know, on a smaller scale, Hands Off Gretel. You know they're doing it. They were supposed to be doing a tour this month and Million Manders and the Shut Up. And again, as everything unfolds, so these are all shows that, you know I, I would certainly would like to go to. You know, time time withstanding, but. Uh, None of them are happening now. What is interesting is that they've all been pretty much rescheduled uh, for September, and actually that includes probably Unleashed Festival 2 once I've got some bits and bobs done. But yeah, Parkway, Venom Prison, all stuff I was uh, looking forward to, actually. So I guess we'll just have to wait. But I thought, you know, there's, there's, you know, there's all this, um, you know, depressing stuff about stuff getting cancelled. Um, but out, out of this... this uh, period of not being able to leave the house or do literally anything i mean do you remember we were going to war with iran in january <laughs> yeah well there was there was war and then what was in february there was there was like separate occasions for each month there, there so was uh what was i can't remember what february was was that not coronavirus no, oh yeah no it might have been that i think there was like one was like war one was like you know coronavirus and then like i think people were predicting April to be like the second coming of Cthulhu or something. <laughs> Why not? Or like the pyramids finally like take flight. And, uh, <laughs> you know, oh man, something like that. But I mean, what what is what is fun about this? Because you know you got to try and not be just miserable about everything. I know your band's called Misery, but like and all that everything yeah. be ruined. But like uh, you got you got to try. So you know I'll occasionally. You know, go to the shops. I know this. You know, oh, mate, you've got a license for that walk. I get it, but you still got to like buy the things. And so now you get to talk to like other other pedestrians. Like this is this is this is like the apocalypse, but more boring than we ever thought it could be. You know? Oh yeah, straight up. Like I'd like maybe just like two people running around like zombos. Like that'd be amazing. But you know. Exactly. I mean, time doesn't really matter anymore. Like, are you sure it's Sunday? Yeah, it's exactly. Like, man, it's well. I um again, I haven't been off as much as everyone else has, so I'm not at that level of insanity yet, <laughs> or, or like blurriness. Um, but I'm st- it's definitely starting to sink in. But like, I went for a bike ride the other day. I, I mean, it sounds like I'm doing exercise. I went for a bike ride to the shop to get more booze to come back up. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. Um, okay. And in that time, I've gone past two police cars, and then on my way back, there's like a small lane that I could cycle up. Um, and then it's got space for one vehicle and a fucking police van comes down and he's just looking at me just like, get, <laughs> get the fuck out of my way. <laughs> so I'm like standing up the side of this ridge with a bike in my hand and it was just like, yeah, G- gave me the look to like, get back inside you, you scum, you uh, two-wheeled piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, at least you've got spare police officers. I think my town has like seven. I really? Kind of a big town, so like... You know, because you are Aylesbury, right? That is where you are. Yeah, uh, Aylesbury and Buckinghamshire. Um, so we're 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 the big one. Uh, though not not the not the city one. That's Milton Keynes, which isn't really a city, even though they think they are. Um, <laughs> Ooh, so Dave. what what? I mean, you, you got to hand out the barbs, innit? Um, <laughs> but on the uh, so all this is cancelled. But I thought what might be kind of neat is like 
for for all the you know listeners out there talking about some stuff that is happening you know kind of anyway yeah. you know I, I mean i imagine you know some of some of your friends certainly some of mine um are doing you know live stream events or whatever so i've got a few noted down here if you if you if i could be so bold yeah do it dude um, so, for instance, uh, every Saturday for the rest of this month and at the beginning of the next month, as everything unfolds, we're doing uh, AEU TV on Instagram Live. So yesterday, uh, Owen did talk with Jamie from Lotus Eater and Alad from Dream State. Lovely. So that was kind of, that was kind of sick. I mean, Lotus Eater, man, what a band! Oh yeah. Uh, got a lot of time for them. Um, I would like to see Owen do a talk with uh, Kadeem and the boys from um, Loathe. Bruh, that that album though, I let it, uh, I let it in, and it took everything. Yeah, man. What was what's going on there, man? Really good. Uh, next Saturday, uh, Adam from As Everything Unfolds is doing a cooking show. The Saturday after, John, who I believe wants to come on this show, is doing a, a synthy studio thing. And uh, at the beginning of May, on the second, Charlie and uh, Jamie are who's uh, Jamie's in Ruiner, isn't he? Yeah, man. <laughs> Sound guy. Um, yeah, man, we, we did a FaceTime today and Charlie sort of pops her head around the corner every now and then. <laughs> yeah. And they're doing an acoustic performance and a Q&A. Um, I mean, yesterday, these Holocaustum, who are like a Bristol kind of death metal band, did a thing. And earlier today, Ill Will you know, did their acoustic live show. And every Friday, uh, Moomin from Democratus does, does like a metal karaoke when he's not on the radio. And Luke Rainsford does a thing every Thursday at 8 p.m. And Birdie's Baby are doing a thing on the 22nd, the lockdown live stream. So, you know, we're not really at a loss for, for you know, cool and exciting new music really no, as well. You're absolutely right, dude. And I think it's really been nice to see uh, artists and bands sort of like, whereas we haven't been able to sort of come together, you know, you know, doing stuff like this online for people to, for access for free. Um, I think it's a real shame that people aren't actually, you know, they're, oh, I'm so bored and stuff like this. I'm like, look, it's available for you. You're just choosing to ignore it. Or not using but the then, initiative, you but know. then these are many of the same people who we asked to come to shows and then stay at home anyway. And now they're staying at home; they're still not coming to the show. They're the, they're the people that put interested. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll be there. I'll be there. I'll be there. And then it's a. Oh, where is it? Is is it? Is, what's the entry on the door? Yeah, yeah. It's just tell me you're not coming. Oh you know? mate, I don't have any cash. What time are you on? Uh, doors are at seven. Yeah, but what time are you on? <laughs> Uh, and uh, I don't know. I don't know how it is f- for for you as, as a person who's obviously been in several bands, but I try not to talk about when the bands are on. Yeah, so I'll say get I'll say when it early. starts because yeah. I, I I put the whole show together. Not just I'm not just putting you know one band on that you should come and see sort of thing. Yeah, I think promoters. Are, like I mean, I used to, I was a promoter for a year, and I, it, it was really good, and then it got really bad. <laughs> mm. um, uh, but like, for example, my final show was, uh, it was Lotus Eater, Empty Access, As Everything Unfolds, and The Hero Dies First. So I was pretty proud of this show I put on, right? The Bedford Esquires or the Castle Tavern? Uh, those? That was actually uh, while I was in Surrey, so I was in Guildford. Okay. Because uh, so I was there for uni, so I was just like, uh, I can't find any decent bands to be in, so I'll just be a promoter instead. Uh, but with that show, there's a lot of just like, when's this band on? When's that band on? Uh, As Everything Unfolds had the biggest crowd of the night, which was really wholesome to see because I've known those guys for like years now, like going mm, way back. Uh, first time I played with them, we were playing, so it was Forever Never headlining. Don't know if you've heard of them. Okay. Uh, and it was Basilisk, which was my old band, and As Everything Unfolds opening. 
Um, so I met them back then, way back when, at the Crawford Arms in Milton Keynes. Um, and then just stayed mates with them ever since, really. But, uh, yeah, like, with, with that show, I was like, I'm really gassed to see that they've got a following. Like, there's a lot of people there that were that had messaged me saying, when is everything unfolds on? I'm just like, the show starts at this time. And that's <laughs> when you'll be there, and that's all there is to it. Do you know what I mean? I mean like, just yeah. come out, check bands out and stuff. Like, you can... It was, like, 10 quid entry, so I was just like... You can either take the the promoter approach of just going, I don't really give a shit as long as you give me my money, or you go, as you said earlier, no, I've done this whole show, I've I've done a lineup, you know, you you come and check all the bands out, please. <laughs> Absolutely, you know? uh, I mean, and especially on on that lineup as well. I mean, Empty Access, Lotus Eater, you know that those alone, that's 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 worth the entry fee right there. And yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, they, you know, you know, they know, we know, we all know. Uh, I have a lot of time for as everything unfolds as well. And the hero dies first as well, by the way. Really cool. Well, well done on that. I, I feel bad that I, I don't remember it and so it didn't come. Yeah, I mean, the hero guys I've, kn- I've known for a very long time. I think I met them in 2014 when I did a... Yeah, so I would have been 16 years old and we did a headline show with Basilisk at uh, Bedford Esquires. And uh, it was through, like, a promotion company with a, a guy called Keith from Bedford, who's, like, a local legend kind of thing. Uh-huh. Uh, so he just sorted the lineup, um, and I saw the Hero Dice first got opened in, and I was just like, these are just the nicest, friendliest guys um, going, really. And I've, you know, I, I couldn't sing their praises uh, any higher. Like, they've got a podcast called The Animus Podcast uh, with Mikey and John. Okay. Um, heavily outweighs this one, <laughs> but <For now>. it's, it's <laughs> oh. um, but uh, yeah, go check that one out uh, if you can. But like uh, the Hero Dice first, uh, I just think a uh, uh, criminally underrated band and deserve uh, way more attention uh, than they get. Um, but I could say the same thing about my band. You know, it is what it is. <laughs> but I mean, it's we're, we're a great time for bands. I think. Um, yeah. Or maybe I'm just noticing it more. I don't. I, mean, I guess every band was a local band at some point, so I guess yeah. 2004 would have been a pretty sick year too. Um, but you know, when I when I think about you know the the bands I've had on, the bands I'd like to have on, the bands who are too busy for for this project or that project to have them on because they're constantly touring. We're, we're at such a good time, man. Yeah, it's, it is it is great, and you know even. Again, there's a lot of time for kind of, if you like, self-managed bands as well. Like, um, yeah, I mean, you mentioned Parkway Drive earlier, and I would like to ask you a bit about them a little, uh, if there's time. But, you know, there's also bands like Harbinger as well. Mm. I mean, my Compelled to Suffer is such a good album. It's, it's, it's fantastic. I think it's fucking brilliant. I mean, I don't know how they do that. You know, like there's, you know, there are bands you hear as either a musician or a person who's around musicians a lot that you think, man, if I was in a band, I would like to do that. And then there are other bands, like I said, like Harbinger or even like um, uh, Valis and Blaze, for example, yesterday and go, I, I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't have thought of that. You know, I don't know how you do that, and I'm very glad that you are. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, it's it's a shame uh, my friend Tom's not doing uh, the vocals for them anymore, but, you know, um, I think he's got new stuff in the works. I think he was always, like, the more of the hardcore thing than the metal thing. Obviously, mm. Harbinger is just 
tech death at its best. I think it's just so good. But um, but not like a obnoxious or or like mysterbatory like Arch Spy. For, I, like, I like Arch Spy. They're fine. Um, but I I remember seeing. Uh, Harbinger as the headliner for one of the days at a uh, Mortal Metal Festival last year. Nice. Um, but, uh, shout out to our boy uh, Dan Weathers. Your you know, incredibly hardworking, very ambitious guy. Well done. Yeah. Yeah, he's a lovely chat, man. I, I, I have a lot of time for Dan. Absolutely. Same, same. I mean, I'd like to make it over to his shows and things more. Um, I mean, I mean, you know, Mortal Metal Th- Festival 3 this year was, was going to have some you know, some excellent bands, and unfortunately it's been, you know, cucked out by this this whole corona thing. Yeah, it was at um, the Underworld as well, man, like, phew. Well done him, man, really like, that is, that is so something. Um, but I remember seeing uh, Harbinger, having only listened to them a couple of times, you know, on the journey there, mm-hmm. really, because I was going for kind of uh, my guys in Annihilation, who I've known for a very, very long time and I'm good friends with. I played with um, them the other month, man, I, was, I thought I was well impressed with what they could bring to the table, man. You did uh, a show with them with uh, the the Dark Horse, right? Yeah, man. It was us. Uh, I got the post here. Uh, us, the Dark Horse, Imminent Annihilation, and Thirteen. It was a fucking great show, man. But Imminent Annihilation, I d- I didn't expect to hear what I heard when I saw the logo and the name. What did sense. you expect, and what did you get? I I expected like something more like uh, traditional metal wise, like maybe something a bit death metally and stuff. But what I heard was like really down tuned kind of tech death kind of stuff. I was I was I was enjoying it a lot. Yeah, they, they. I mean, I've I've been, I was certainly organising their shows and doing like a lot of like video stuff with them, um, probably in like 2016, 17. I've known them since since we were at school, so that's probably oh, like shit. 2000. Wow. <laughs> yeah, Damn, like 2010 man. maybe. Um, I mean, I've been friends with Jordan for a very long time. Anyway, that's the point. Um, so when I saw them doing a show with you guys, I'm like, this is so good. You know, um, they. I mean, they made it through to Metal to the Masses, and, you know, they've got this kind of, I don't know, in my, I mean, maybe just because I'm friends with them and I listen to them a lot, but, like, they've got, like, this accessible tech death sound, oh, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah, no, it's got hooks, man, like, it's it's really good, it's really good. Um, I mean, I mean, Connor is a fantastically talented guitarist, I mean, they all are, Harry's a beast on the drums, and I believe... Okay, Connor is in Severed Tongues, but I don't know if he was in Severed Tongues when they did that gig with you guys and Tether in, I want to say, November. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. Um, I know Severed Tongues because Keir, the drummer for Misery, was uh, doing making their music. Uh, not making their music, recording and producing their music. <laughs> not making their music for them. Um, they make all their own music, uh, I'm pretty sure. Um, but, uh, yeah, I didn't realise there, there was the connection there. Yeah, yeah, they're... Um... Yeah, I think two, at least two of the guys and uh, three of the guys in Silver Tongues are Ellsbury guys, so I I know them. So that is kind of uh, mad good. But um, oh, hopefully, Eminent is still working on the album because they've got some great songs in the pipeline, and I hope they do. Um, but uh, you know, on, on in in addition to kind of other s- stuff, this um, you know coming up or you know has been out. Did you see Viva the Underdogs? I haven't seen it yet because I don't know where to watch it. <laughs> they. <laughs> That's the thing, because like when I because I work at a cinema, um, okay. so we so they did the kind of showing at a cinemas thing, but my cinema was half closed because we're doing a refurb, so I didn't get to watch it. So yeah. then they did a live stream for it on one of the kind of early days of this whole Corona lockdown thing uh, on YouTube, and it is it is so good. Yeah, it is so good. You know, a lot of um, a lot of music documentaries I think are 
a bit a bit dry or a bit navel gazy or a, a bit, bit kind of uh, rose tinted, but this kind of yeah. felt like they were like making. It's it's kind of like they were making the documentary live, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I know it, exactly it, what you mean. It, uh, with their previous documentaries on other records that they'd done, it was always very honest and very you know raw. Like this yeah. is just who we are as people. Like they're not. Uh, they're not rock stars by any means, man. They're just guys, you know. And they're surfers. I think people connect with that more because it's more real. You're not. You haven't got any of that bullshit to overlook, you know. Absolutely, and it was. It was like I've. I've actually not been a Parkway Drive fan for very long. Um, in fact, that gig last year, uh, that was Parkway, uh, uh, Kelsey Gage and Die Art is Murder. Ali Pali, right? Yeah. Ten, oh, you brilliant show. Hello? Hello, can you hear me? Sorry, yes, I'm back, I'm back. Yeah, I just said it was a brilliant um, show. <laughs> it was such a mad show. And the thing is, none of those are bands that I've um, kind of had a lot of time for or been a big fan of. Like, I've uh, I've, I've never really been into Deathcore. So no. that is murder. Kind of always get lumped in with that. Um, oh boy, I was wrong. Um mm. And the Killswitch Engage have always been fine. They've always been around at the same time, but for you know, I don't know. They just didn't. They didn't leave off the page at me. And Parkway Drive, I sort of lumped in with the more like, I don't know, just kind of dime a dozen metalcore bands. But then I listened to Ayer. I listened to um, uh, what is what's that? Is Murder's latest album? Not the not the most recent one. The one before that. Uh, so latest one's Human Target, but the one before that's Dear Desolation. Did yep yeah um and uh so so that and just and just listen to Killswitch Engage again through the through the ears of like I'm going to go and see this band I was like it it, it came together for me actually yeah and I think that is murder are incredible I think they're they're probably the the best deathcore band of the ones who are kind of big yeah. I think CJ I mean, McMahon is a fantastic vocalist I think their drama I don't know the names very well is is so incredibly tight and they do this thing it sounds like deathcore but it kind of sounds like death metal and there's some influence of behemoth in that and i have nothing but love and time for behemoth yeah yeah i i wholeheartedly agree with you there man like i think die art era band i preferred as they got older Um, yeah like the first records like it's cool it's heavy it's very deathcore-y breakdown-y and stuff um but then as soon as holy war came out I was like, okay, I, I vibe, I'm vibing with this more. And then they did Dear Desolation. And I was like, this is the sound I like. And Human Target is just perfection for me. I ain't adjust. I ain't adjust. I mean, when I... Like, the first the first song I uh, imagine many people heard by um, Die Out is Murder was Reign of Darkness. I actually thought it was, like, quite a good song. But it's... There's, you know, there's a lot in that genre that's like how, you know how brutal can this breakdown be? And it seems like a bit competitive and a bit misturbatory. And I'm like, I just, I just want to enjoy it, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and then I listened to, you know, Dear Desolation. I thought Son of Misery and Puppet Master were like really kind of unique, proper songs that really should be, I think, considered among the canon of, you know, game-changing heavy songs in a way, in the same way that people talk about, you know, Suffocation's Effigy of the Forgotten or... Um, you know, like Scream Bloody Gore by Death and, mm. you know, those bands are as old, I mean, that is more than now, as old as kind of those bands were when those songs came out. So there's that and um, and same with Whitechapel, actually. Like, uh, again, because Deathcore, I kind of 
put them in with the same, like, oh, I'm not really a fan. And then the valley came out. I'm like, hold on. What's, uh, what's this? What's yeah, going on? Yeah, modern day masterpiece, man. It is. It's like, it's like, you know, they got, you know, the Infinity Stones together and <laughs> you know, this was it. You know, like, they got the, the sad boy Ritz. lyrics, the, the, the grit, the brutality, the Philip Bozeman can just sing. Of course he can. Why couldn't he? Why shouldn't yeah. he? <laughs> exactly, exactly. I love that term, man. You, you, you've just put together Thanos riffs, man. Man, yeah, that's a just, Thanos just, uh, riff. <laughs> 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 so, so I, yeah, it's all great stuff. So I went to that Ali Pally show, and it turns out you were there. And I think Cam as well, obviously of the Basilisk too, uh, was there. Yeah, man, we, we went together on that one. So I think we did oh, so- we did two Ali Pally shows in like uh, space of like four months because uh, there was the Bullet one, which obviously my favorite, yep. and that was a big lineup too. So Bullet of Mice and Men, Nothing More in Shapes. So that was a great lineup. It was it was like heavy rock the alternative metal lineup i was like i vibe this and then yeah the parkway one was e- equally as good man I, I th- i've had a great time uh both times i've been there almost died in the of mice and men pit for war zone but you know worth it though with those concrete floors man it hurts a lot more <laughs> <laughs> so that means because actually I, I was at that gig too and i remember you know shuffling my way out of there and i remember seeing cam and you know talking to him and stuff which means i might have unintentionally bored you off but like to be fair to me, I didn't know you at the time. Uh, yeah, no, no, dude. Like, uh, I think with, with gigs, I think I sort of did my own thing uh, at the Parkway Drive show because uh, Nick from Ruiner was there too. Um, but we've been in a band before previously together, so met up with it. You know, when you go to gigs at like big gigs like that, especially Ali Pali, there's gonna be like, you know, fifty people. You know, there kind of thing. You just go around socializing, having a good time. Um, you know, just because you go into a gig with someone doesn't mean you have to be by their side all the time, you know? Absolutely. You know, uh, other people exist. So, like, even if you did palm me off, man, I didn't notice. So, that, then, then, then nothing happened, you know? <laughs> then, then, then we're all good again, basically. Exactly, man. Right, dude, but, we're coming towards the end of the show. Is there anything else you wanted to plug at all? Your, your promotion company, for example? Yeah, I mean, if, if yeah, I mean, you, you've opened the floodgates now. Um, how long have we got left? <laughs> Uh, probably about five minutes, dude. Okay, five minutes. All right, cool. So basically, uh, for those of you who are listening, I run Ellsbury Alternative Music Society. Ellsbury Alternative Music Society. We should have a more pithy name, but it's been a long time and I can't change it now. Um, <laughs> so we, we do we do gigs in Buckinghamshire of all sorts. You know, I, I, I guess I'm a metalhead as well, but we've, you know, we've done electronic. We've done, you know, indie. We've done all sorts. So if you're in a band... Uh, then basically we'd love to have you on. Uh, I like to think we promote like heck and research well and, you know, hopefully put on a good show. Uh, and once this whole corona thing's over, uh, we will, pro- you know, certainly uh, get back into it, basically. Um, and as it currently stands, uh, I'm putting together a, a documentary for a band called Bird Eats Baby, uh, kind of behind the scenes on, basically Viva the Underdogs, but for a different band um, <laughs> uh, already. So if any of you are in bands who like want to do like a bit more like storied kind of stuff, like not like a music video, but like documentary sort of stuff or you know, more behind the scenes kind of things, do do hit me up. I imagine I'll be in the uh, the description box below this on Instagram and things. Um, and you know, let's, let's make a film is basically what I'm saying. If, if you would like to, <laughs> no, no small task, but we really had a wicked time with it. I mean, so that's, that's, that's what I'm doing. What are, what are you doing? You know, in the absence of shows, in the absence of 
you know, what's 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 Ruiner? What's Harvey doing? Uh, what are we doing? Uh, writing an album, dude. Currently, um, so bit of taste of the album was a single released about a week ago uh, called Grammy. Mm-hmm. Um, don't know if you check that out, but it's more more thrashy, more metal. Um, I sort of drifted away from the hard hardcore is very easy to write, so I was just like, you know, that was the EP. I I love it, but it's very metal influenced hardcore. But I'm finding myself, you know, doing more clean vocals, more melodic stuff. Uh, you know, challenging myself a bit more rather than just being like, oh, here's a breakdown, here's a riff, here's a breakdown, here's a riff. Um, exactly that. and I found out I could sing so and now I've got the confidence to do that so I'm doing that in a minute um, I'll send you the track that done recently and it might you might might be a bit of a shock straight away but yeah it's it's still ruiner <laughs> no I'm, I'm I'm well up for it I mean I, I like I like what you're doing you know oh, cheers, uh, and such like a consistent you know visual aesthetic going through it I've, I've got a lot of time for a, for a band to do that and it, to be honest ruiner kind of reminds me of um, and this may be a weird one uh, Killer Be Killed Oh, mate, that's a big influence for me. So I'm really glad you've hooked onto that. Like, it's one of my favourite, uh, like, group projects that uh, the members of bands have done. Killer Be Killed, that record fucking hones in on my riff influences, man. I I thought so. I mean, that, that, that album is so good. I would love them to do another album, by the way. Max Cavalera, if you're listening, make it happen. Yeah, chop, chop. <laughs> because <laughs> it was so good like for a, I, I imagine it's probably much the same for you that sometimes you'll like you'll put a song on and it's not exactly what you want to listen to right now but you don't know what you want to listen to right now exactly sure and i remember wings of feather and wax and face down came on is it yeah face down and um mm. i was like this is it this is this is it this is what i've been looking for yeah yeah absolutely when i heard wings of feather and wax for the first time i'm like this is so heavy, but that chorus is absolutely glorious. I'm like, what a yeah. hook. Like, they really did well with that. And I like that song especially because it goes through the different vocalists. I love all their voices, Troy's, Greg's, and Max's, you know. It was it was really, really good album and really good. So I'm really, really happy you've heard that influence straight away. So basically that is going to be what Ruiner's uh, album is going to sound like. Well then, then sign sign me the frick up, you know, <laughs> uh, because you what? I mean, where I was coming from with that on top of the riffage is also Killer Be Killed. Very clearly, a band sort of doing what they want, not going. Well, we're a thrash band, so we're doing thrash songs, or you know, whatever kind of. Yeah, or we're a group like, band just doing groove songs, whatever you know. Do everything, because why the fuck not? Exactly. If you can, you should. And if if I were in. I've always said if I were in a metal band, it would it would either be like Behemoth, Ghost, or Killer Be Killed, but probably not all three at once. Although that'd be fun. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, why not, man? Why not? If you can do it, why not? No one else I is mean, doing it, so you might as well be the first to do it. Exactly. I mean, if, if I had music sound, I definitely would. So instead, I'm just, you know, doing fake cover songs on Instagram, basically. The SpongeBob is Priest at the moment. <laughs> the SpongeBob one, like, that song hits me hard, man. I love it. So it was just really good. The Judas Priest one, I was just like, is he actually going to do this? Wrong. Oh, it was so, so <laughs> Much good. too difficult. Um, no, no I mean, my spoilers. next one, I'd kind of like to do Pisces by Ginger. Oh, wow. Um, but, like, in the sense of, like, a bit of a vocal culture reacts parody, because... Y- 
you know, there are a ton of those videos. They're like, vocal coach reacts to Pisces by Ginger. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's got a really nice voice. Yeah, this is, this is great. Very even tone, even timbre. I love what she's saying. This is great. It's fantastic. What, 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 what's she doing? How, is that her voice? You know? Yeah, I, I've I've come across a few of those videos, man. I think I've seen all of them now. I <laughs> think I've seen all of them. <laughs> Mate, so honestly, it's been an absolute pleasure you having on the True Pit podcast, man. Not um, a problem, man, not a problem. Lovely to be here. Thanks for having me as well. So I usually play a song at the end of the thing, but you don't really have any songs. So, like, did, uh, you, did, you, did you have a Ruiner track you particularly like I can play at the end of this? I mean, I'd, I'd say let's go with, you know, your... Your newest one, you know, newest is, one, yeah. it's a banger. It's different, I think, than uh, the the first one, and you know, it's just it's just bloody fun all the way through. All right, sweet. Okay, well, let's say fake goodbyes now, man. I'll chat to you after. So, fake goodbye. Okay, fake bye bye. Thank you all for listening. This is grounded by Runa. Runa.